brush me off like the dirt on Jay-Z's shoulder. So I fall to ground, collect myself, and get ready to take over your heart. Okay, when's the last time you had a song stuck in your head? I mean, we've all been there, you know what I'm talking about. These snatches of song infiltrating your thoughts are known as earworms, and according to University of Cincinnati's James Kolaris, 99% of us have fallen prey to them at one time or another. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy, Jazzy Jazzy Amy. <laughs> I don't know. Perfect. And this is... I'm Mitchell Manley, catchy as the clap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is going to be an exciting show. <laughs> wow. So this week on Style Bones. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> oh, man. No, uh, our, our, our listener, Matt Strickland, my good buddy, I call him Lum, uh, he said... His submission this week he described as catchy as the clap, and I just thought that was a hilarious descriptor, so yeah. I decided that should be my nickname this week. I wanted to go with something Jazzy Jeff, but unfortunately my name does not start <laughs> with a J, so Slappy Shepherd, I don't know. There you go. <laughs> um, this week is earworms, which apparently we've never done before. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it is sort of a broad category, but... You know, uh, since our since it's in our name, we yeah. should talk about earworms. Mm-hmm. My mom was confused. I was explaining to her the subject matter of the show, and she's like, "Well, I know the show is called Earbuds and Earworms. What's the what's the theme this week? It's earworms. Well, I know that the show is called that, <laughs> but and I was like, "Mom, it's called earworms. Like the the podcast is called Earbuds and Earworms, and the theme is earworms, catchy songs, right. the songs that get stuck in your head." So. Yeah, and I think I like it's sad that it took 96 episodes to get to this. That's thing. quite all right. That's why you got me on board. I, <laughs> I go and find the things that we've overlooked. It's like, oh, yeah, we should probably do the catchy, catchy songs. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing this one. Uh, I've always had a, a predilection for like poppy songs, and I really enjoy kind of examining and, and dissecting songs to figure out what is it about this that really gets it stuck in my head and why can't I quit singing it whenever I'm done listening to it you know and so I'm I'm interested to hear what the ear buddies had to say this week oh yeah and I also think it's interesting that there can be some like absolutely terrible um, oh yeah absolutely like that one song that won't be named and then I wanted to submit the Tessa Violet Crush song again because that's been stuck in my head. That was a good song, though. I know. It's a really great earworm. Yeah, I, I like, like that oh, one. But I was like, we just did that one. So yeah, it's quite all right. So we're not going to do that. Um, you didn't bring Tessa Violets. I didn't, although I did steal one from an ear buddy from many, many episodes ago. Uh, this song was actually submitted. Uh, it's, it's called Your Favorite Thing by the band called Sugar.
Uh, and this song was actually submitted by Jeremy Scott a couple of months ago for our 1994 episode. And I've been pretty much obsessed with this song ever <laughs> since. Um, Sugar is a band uh, from Bob Mould of Husker Du. Husker Du. Yeah, has got a bunch of like kind of catchy progressions occasionally, but Sugar seems to be much more unabashed in their incorporation of the pop sensibilities. This one's got like really jangly guitars and like a sort of simple but dynamic chord progression and these carefully mixed in harmonies. It all makes for a tune that you just can't get out of your head. Yeah, I was I was saying I was thinking like listening to this, I was like, you don't typically think of like a rock song as an earworm, but yeah. then of course, well, you have things like Queen that are very obviously. Oh, wow, like I'm that. surprised no Queen I know, got dropped. I know. Well, I'm really surprised too. But this one I think takes that the guitar of rock and simplifies it down to make it this cute little hook that happens. Yeah. Like and it's really cool how they did this. Um it it's kind of entrancing in a way you're like i don't know how to describe how cool that little riff is that they're doing and there's some ooze and the ensemble the ensemble vocals are definitely an earworm thing that it's you're gonna sing along to it because it's even meant to be right exactly sung along to it's catchy and it's not pop sugar (laughs) right sugar sugar, because that's the name of the band i see what you did there yeah uh-huh I'm clever. Sometimes. <laughs> what did you bring this week, Amy? I brought Z Dog MD's EHR State of Mind. But yo, replaced with copy paste. Now a bloated ransom note. Me, I'm at that bedside. Focus like a laser beam on the patient. Now come on, I'm treating the computer screen. Eight dozen warnings. Click check boxes. Alarm fatigue. Vaseline conflicts with doxy. Nurses, they be burned out. We could use some OT. Tell by our risk guards that we most definitely. super geeky parody song about uh, the electronic health record which is oh yeah it's a software that you have to use and all of them are different for each hospital and i have three different hospitals this semester so you have to learn three programs yeah and none of them are easy you have to like hunt for all your labs and everything it gets really confusing and across departments it doesn't even make sense because the emergency yeah. department and icu have completely different ones so this is like a it's a poppy, I really hate the EHR song. And I almost feel like maybe this is like a public service announcement for people who don't understand what doctors and nurses have to go through and why they're like sitting there in front of the computer forever because we legally have to fill it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I always thought they were just looking up whatever. They were just Googling my symptoms. <laughs> no, is that not what's happening? That's not what's happening. Oh, we're having okay. just like, okay, this is exactly what your stomach sounds like. This is what your lungs sound like. So right. like that's why they're sitting there messing with the computer because we have to. It's our legal record that we did our job. Yeah, I can I can definitely imagine that would be a nightmare. It's hard enough learning one new program for a job, but like to have 
three different hospitals you have to learn it for, and it's different for each department as you get further in your in your nursing education and all that. That's just nuts, man. It gets really confusing, but I've gotten slightly better with. Uh, I think this 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 uh, song points out Epic, which mm-hmm. I've had to use, and I've also done Cerner. And there's this one janky one I don't even want to talk about. <laughs> I don't even think it's got a name. It's awful. <laughs> See, I don't I don't know what it is about novelty songs that makes them extra catchy. Perhaps people just love the silliness, and it kind of sticks in your head a little bit easier. Uh, obviously, this one is a parody of the Jay-Z song, Empire State of Mind, and the original of this is one hell of an earworm. Jay-Z always has some of the best producers, and uh, is always just like really unique and really warm sounding. Uh, it's a very characteristic sound, and then this has that hook from Alicia Keys in it mm-hmm. in the original, too. Uh, you can't beat her, man. She's got this beautiful voice, and the melody of it is just kind of all over the place. It's not like a simplistic melody. It's really flamboyant, and you know she's really testing her range in parts of it. Yeah, uh, it's gorgeous. And then of course there's the. Uh, there, I mean, I guess this is an often parodied song because they have the bacon pancakes one. I haven't heard that one either. Ah, uh, it's so good. It's with them that dog from Adventure Time. Um, Jake, right? It's yes, like Finn and Jake. Jake. Yes. So check that out. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Now, I was really, like, there were so many submissions. And usually we say there were so many submissions. But there were, I looked at, like, I went to, you know, look at the song selection. And I was like, 152 comments? And I was like, I know they're not all just comments. I know they're songs, too. So Mm -hmm. I was like, We're going to have to extend our format at some point, I'm telling you. We're going to have to pick, like, there's so many good songs that were suggested, and the Ear Buddies really came through. It was so amazing. Rachel's our first Ear Buddy this week with Walk Off the Earth, Taekwondo. Sugary, sweet, and adorable, and I kind of want to hug the song Aww. because it's so sweet. And I think um, the sentiment, kind of of like protective of like your first love or you know your friends when you're young, kind of mm-hmm. really comes through. And there's kazoo's, and it makes you really want to join a taekwondo class, but like the really nice one where you don't have to kick <laughs> anyone else. <laughs> boards yeah and it's whimsical as fuck and there's like it's so simple and charming and it's sentimental and cute it's all the things i like there's a girl singer yeah i think um whimsical is definitely an adjective that i was kind of searching for i think quirky is is the one that i was using in my head for a lot of this but uh definitely a lot of these i think have a, a very whimsical quality uh your your pick 
from what was it z dog yes. MD. <laughs> yeah. also very quirky and like i said parodies just have that little quality about them that you just get happy when you sing them and so they get stuck in your head oh yeah uh but yeah my first exposure to walk off the earth was their cover of gotier's somebody that i used to know have you ever seen that uh i've seen the original one yeah they're all like crowded around a single guitar and uh you know you have one person who's playing like the really short part of the strings up behind the nut of the of the guitar and one person who's doing a beat on the body of the guitar and they're all playing weird instruments and doing harmonies it's really really neat and i think it's probably the thing that kind of made them go viral in the first place if i recall if you i mean she's got like a ukulele and some weird thing up above the ukulele yeah it's a ukulele and it's not a dulcimer it's um some other sort it's like a three-stringed looks kind of like a shamisen like that japanese instrument a little bit yeah kind of. a little bit like that it does it's very thin and there's not much of a body to it and it looks like one long stick yeah so yeah the video for this one also has that same sort of quirkiness that same sort of whimsy a about it <laughs> yeah the yeah the penny whistles and uh, a, a mishmash of percussion and kazoos and a ukulele and all that sort of stuff ping pongs and uh even though this one isn't necessarily a parody or or a novel or a novelty song per se that sort of quirkiness of the instrumentation, I think, is part of what makes it catchy, especially the kazoo part <laughs> kind of gets stuck in your head. And then it's got the silly uh, kind of sing-songy chorus and silly lyrics are kind of endearing, so definitely helps it get stuck in your brain. Yeah, and it's just sort of sweet. It's one of those, like, it's like if you have pink lemonade. Mm-hmm. That's what this song is. It's, it's pink, like pink lemonade. lemonade. Pink it's lemonade. It's one of my favorite beverages. It's d- Fun it's fact. Be- it's good for your soul, Aww. I'm pretty sure. Not good for your toes, but great for your soul. Right. Justin brought Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. Hallelujah. <laughs> no. One of the most iconic voices, and I know it's trite to say, but the way they produced her music, the songs she sang, the way she was able to take these songs that are near impossible for most humans to sing and make them earworms mm-hmm. was amazing. It's, uh, it's just, you just hear the title of this, and you're like, I've got this song, and you're doing the... Yeah, you're doing the dance. Yep, exactly. (laughs) And it's just such a classic earworm, and it's so legit. It just holds up. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's sort of a cliche to go to to Whitney Houston, but she's iconic for a reason, and I think you definitely nailed it about whenever you hear the title of this song, it's immediately in your head. You're immediately dancing, bobbing your head, you know. Uh, Whitney Houston's range and her vocal melodies are all super catchy and poppy, but unlike the walk off the earth thing, like the melodies in this are much more complex and still manage to get stuck in your head. 
Uh, so many of her songs are like earworms. Um, How Will I Know is definitely one of my favorites. Uh-huh. It's just so bouncy and like just dancey. It really is. I think that's technically a late 80s song. But I don't know. It just reminds me of the '90s. Just gigantic bows in, in women's oh, hair, yeah, it's like and like huge. And you're like, you got the. I mean, just like with uh, with the song, like you hear this title, and you're like, oh, I got this song, and you want to, you know, dance in your head to it. It's so good. Oh, Whitney Houston. Yeah, go listen to a bunch more Whitney Houston. They're all really, really great. So amazing. Charlie Z brought Milk Music's Beyond Living. the score pretty simple yet it's very engaging it's very grimy kind of Mm -hmm. and you know a lot of those 90s songs could be kind of grimy and you you feel like you might need to wash it off a little bit but you don't really want to and it's much like the sugar song where it takes like the guitar and it has this repetition and it makes it very catchy and sticks in your head exactly i'm glad you pointed that out because i think the same thing about the guitars in this one um first off i do want to welcome charlie to the group and to the podcast he is actually a professional music journalist i think he even recently got a byline in rolling stone magazine so congrats on that charlie he definitely knows his shit (laughs) um i don't know i'd never heard milk music before and this is definitely way up my alley definitely in my wheelhouse uh, combines a lot of what i love about dinosaur jr and and husker do and sort of distills it into perfection it's really heavy and grimy sounding, like you said. The verses are kind of simplistic, and it just change. It's mostly two chords, but changes up a little bit. Uh, just and then instead of a traditional chorus, it just lets this really catchy fuzz guitar lead do all the work. Um, it's it's really rhythmic and like it has this awesome tag to it toward the end. Um, it, it, the lyrics themselves are you know kind of obscured. You have to kind of listen to pay much attention to the lyrics, but the song itself. It just hooks right into your brain immediately. Yeah. So I'm definitely glad that this band entered my entered my. Uh, what am I looking for here? Um, my headspace. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. sure. <laughs> your ear holes. My ear holes. Yeah. I'm glad it made. I had to download this EP and a couple other uh, Milk Music records. I'm gonna I enjoy l- it very much. I love when stuff that's never I've never come across like shows yeah. up on the show. And the guitar just, tones are just so cool. I love the that fuzz guitar in this one. Yeah, so. is this like a current band or is this a? Um, I'm wanting to say mid 2000s. Okay. If I recall, yeah. Like um, uh, 2008 to you know 2012 or 2013. They may still be around. I'm not sure. Yeah. I need to check out more of the catalog. Jody brings the bird and the bee polite dance song. Would you just entertain the 
songs and it's the most polite way i've ever heard kick-ass beat said ever <laughs> <laughs> and it's just an easy song for your brain and there's lots of like you can be doing something that you're not really enjoying, but you're having like one of those good days and mm-hmm. you're just going to sing this song while you're doing some menial tasks like folding the clothes or scrubbing a toilet. <laughs> and it's just like, it keeps you going. And it's, all these cute little ways of saying, uh, could you please, and pardon me, and apologies, I gotta do this. Yeah, it's and really cutesy. It's very cutesy, and um, I guess this is the song version of like a Manic Pixie Dream Girl character. I almost feel like. It's just sort of like sweet and cutesy, and I love it. Yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> Uh, I, I love The Bird and the Bee. They're a band that I've listened to quite a bit. Uh, I really love the chill vibe and the groove of this song. It's not like an inherently chipper song, nor is it like a sullen downer song. It sort of vacillates between those feels. I think that's an interestingly accurate metaphor for life. You know, it's not all sugary, sweet major chords, but it's not all sad minor chords all the time either, you know? Yeah. And uh, her vocals have this sort of sultriness that kind of digs into the brain the minute she starts singing. And the groove's sort of minimal with some occasional flourishes. Really allows them to emphasize the groove and the momentum of the song. And the progression in the chorus has this really neat resolution that definitely hooked me especially. Uh, grade A, Blue Ribbon Earworm right here. Yeah, and I've never heard of The Bird and the Bee. I think they've got several records. I know that they've been out for a while, and I think I, I've like gone past them. I have not focused, probably because I was like, oh, there's Bell and Sebastian or something like <laughs> right. that. It's like kind of the same... Um, they generally are on the same YouTube channels, probably. Yeah, sure. So, and you know, if you're listening to Pandora, you never get like the lesser known of something. Mm-hmm. You get like the most obvious choice. Uh, Dana brings Songify This or Shmo Yoho's Believe in Yourself. Give me some thumbs up. Probably one of my favorite meme channels on YouTube. Yeah, me too. It is 
it was, is a good place to go if you need to feel uplifted, especially not in an election year. Don't watch it in an election year. Yeah, and it's it's got this cute little drop of I'm happy of myself, and it cannot be resisted. Like, sometimes you're just like, I'm happy of myself. Yeah, I, I, I love that. That that original video is so amazing, and then they made it like – they take all of these pop sensibilities with the auto-tune and the really cool stuff that I love that Shmo Yoho does. Yeah, I have so much to say about this one, man. I, I've always loved this YouTube channel as well. Um, there's one that's called I Love Cats. And it's, a, it's an actress who who is making like an online eHarmony video. And like she, she does it really straight as if, you know, she's she's not an actress. You, she put it online so people would think it was real. But she's like talking about what she loves and then she just starts crying, bawling, talking about how much she loves so cats. Fast. And the the songify this version of that is so good, um, so yeah, this one it, it's a it's a novelty song, and so those can get old pretty quick. But this guy in particular is a brilliant musician. You can tell from like the arrangements; they're always really catchy and really well thought out. Um, you know, something like this may seem like it was just thrown together, but I can tell he put a lot of work into like the R and B piano jam <laughs> and the background vocals that are a- accenting what the kid says. Um, and like you said, the videos taken from is also so funny, but it's also really inspiring. You know, uh, this kid had just ridden a bike for the first time and you hear how proud he is in that moment. You know, you see him experiencing for the first time that feeling of like wanting to achieve something and how difficult it is to like do something that you need to practice and have to work on and then finally achieve what that goal was. You know, it's a huge feeling of, of completion and, and, pride in yourself which is, i'm happy of myself Aww. and it's such a, a cute little phrase but i mean that's that's an important thing to remember that you know it gets harder the older you get to to achieve these things you have so much more going on in your life it takes longer yeah exactly but you could just feel the epiphany that this kid is having and uh it's it's a really heartwarming thing whenever so you really squishy. think about it yeah it's so squishy and good i love it Oh, I just, and you know, this is a good intro for anybody who hasn't listened to Shmo Yoho or yeah. Songify this series because it's so good. Yeah, I Believe in Myself or I Love Cats. Either one of those are fantastic. Yeah, and I think that he might have done the intro song for the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, I don't know if he did that or if it's inspired by him, but definitely yeah. that whole Songify thing. Unbreakable. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no. Colian hits the nail on the head. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> he brings Abba's Mamma Mia. Every song from ABBA can be an earworm. They're so good. There's no band that can sound exactly like ABBA. Um, 
I I first came to ABBA with Chikatita, which is one of their sad songs. Mm-hmm. But, oh my gosh, it's such an earworm. And there's just so much I love about ABBA so, so much. They're so good and they're so earwormy and listenable and catchy and even their sad songs are like yeah fernando oh my god it's so brilliant good. sos brilliant uh i've probably mentioned it before i'm a huge fan of abba and mama mia is actually the song that hooked me back in like middle school and high school because you were a cool kid right yeah i knew that i knew of abba before as a band from the song dancing queen which it's a fine song it's an earworm in itself but I remember there was this Disney pop band <laughs> called the A-Teens. Yes. Do you remember them? My dad was horrified by them. <laughs> he was like, um, there's this mm. other band that they're taking right, music yes. from. And, and thank goodness that you know he was able to pass on that wisdom. But <laughs> A-Teens worked perfectly for me. And they put out a cover of Mamma Mia. Uh, 18s, uh, they did nothing but ABBA songs yeah, for the listeners. An, so that it's they an ABBA cover Yeah, band. they were an ABBA cover band that kind of updated ABBA songs into a, like a modern bubblegum pop sort yeah. of thing. But it was it was really good, and Mamma Mia was my favorite thing that they did, and I went back and listened to Real ABBA and was just like blown away by how catchy and, and gorgeous these songs were. Um, as I got older, you know, I learned more about what makes a good pop song, and I realized how many people were drawing from the structures that ABBA set forth. They've got, you know, the emotional tunes take you on a deep dive into your feels, and then even the happy songs, you're just like bobbing along, you know. Yeah. You can't help but dance along and sing along to them. All their harmonies are just incredible. They use really unique uh, song structures, and they'll change from a minor key into a major key to like really tug at the heartstrings. All of their songs are just <laughs> so good. Mamma Mia, SOS, uh, Take a Chance. What about Waterloo? Waterloo. How did I forget <laughs> Waterloo? That's another great earworm. They're that chorus so will get stuck in your head for days. <laughs> And now it's stuck in your head. Yeah, I mean it? they're they're pioneers of the pop art form. Like you can you can say what you want about Dancing Queen because it's this classic sort of played out jam for a lot of people. But man, just go back and actually listen to ABBA and appreciate how catchy these songs are and how well crafted they are. And just are. like live with ABBA, like that'll make your whole life like so much happier. Just mm-hmm. put that ABBA gold on and just go about your day. It's amazing. Haley R brings the final Ear Buddy selection. From Indeed We Digress, Something Catchy. I like short songs, (laughs) and I couldn't resist such a short song, and I was like, oh, I see what they did there. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know anything about Indeed We Digress? Um, I know that the cover for that album is really cool. Yeah. And they seem like they might be like a punk band or like an emo band. I'm not sure. A pop punk band from here in Memphis. Oh, really? Uh, I used to play bass in Indeed We Digress a long time ago. Oh, cool. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, shout out to all the Indeed We Digress boys. Um, Did you help write this song? I did not. This one was after I left the band, but uh, I definitely helped them hone their love of of catchy songs and catchy parts in in their pop punk jams uh this song's got some woes i'm totally okay with that (laughs) uh there's actually there's a no effect song called woe on the woes (laughs) just like break on the woes yeah yeah and it's it's basically calling out pop punk bands for overusing woes in their songs especially like afi and the offspring who definitely use tons of o's uh no effects they say that uh they prefer oz which (laughs) ah. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and na 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 na's. They're also fans of na 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 na's, and they say yeah yeah yeah's are all right. 
But what if you base your whole band name on the AAS? Right, yeah. That's probably a different story to that. <laughs> but yeah, so so for a similar vibe of this song, uh, just something that's quick and catchy and, and sort of uh, tongue-in-cheek and self-referencing, um, definitely check out No Effects, Woe on the Woes. <laughs> that's hilarious. Now, we did get some feedback. We did. Uh, it was Craig, right? He was telling me how the laser gun actually worked for the NES. I was thinking that... It was actually a laser that shoots off and reflects off the screen. Uh, but what he was telling me is that, or what he told us on Twitter, is that when you pull the trigger on the gun, it makes a flash from the TV. Which is, you remember, like it would go... Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was an effect on the Duck Hunt game. I thought it was too. But yeah, apparently that flash um, and the reflection onto the gun from that flash on the TV is actually what makes the directionality of your aim uh, register within the game. So that's really cool. I appreciate Craig pointing that out. Yeah. Uh, I definitely, I try not to talk out of my ass too much on this podcast. <laughs> um, and that's definitely something that I, I'm happy to, to have been corrected on because that's super neat to me. I think that's a brilliant use of technology. Yeah. And he also suggested that there's, <laughs> we could do a show where instead of y'all have a face off, you just talk about all the songs you guys mutually love. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally on board with that. I would love to do that. Yeah. And now we're to the end of the show. Where you can find us on Twitter, like Craig did this week. Mm-hmm. And you can always tweet the show at EndyPod. And where you can tweet Mitchell. I'm at Pow I Gotcha. And me at Madam Wolite. The Facebook group is Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group. Now, if you really want to go down an earworm wormhole. There you go. Yep. It is. Seriously, it is a thread that has continued to grow oh, since man. we made the so show. So much she good stuff. It's so good. And I mean, you should just see like the commentary underneath songs. It's fabulous. Like it's a great playlist that really totally worth like jumping into. It's amazing. The voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. And you can always email the show with ideas at endpod at gmail.com. And what is our final song? Well, no discussion on earworms is complete <laughs> without the inimitable They Might Be Giants. I've never heard of this band. Who oh, is this? <laughs> I will make sure that everyone hears the gospel of They Might Be Giants because of this podcast. <laughs> so uh, they've definitely been brought up many times before, will be brought up many times from now into the future. As often as the White Stripes, probably. Right. <laughs> Hopefully even more. And I love the White Stripes, but they might be giants. It's just the perfect band in all forms. Uh, this song has it all as far as catchy songs go. It's really fun and has like quirky instrumentation, fun subject matter. One of the most like sing-songy choruses of all time. It uses this really kitschy, ace-tone electric organ sound that was like really popular on dance songs in the 50s and 60s. And then it shows up in like kids' music in the 90s. Um, uh, Looney Tunes, right? Yeah, it's it's really uh, it's unlike a lot of the songs that we have today. The lyrics aren't exactly like simplistic; it's all sciencey stuff. <laughs> but it's just catchy enough that like you find yourself singing it, trying to sing it later on, even though you don't know the words. And so you have to like teach yourself the science about the sun <laughs> just so you can sing along this super catchy "They Might Be Giant" song. And so I'll never forget now that the sun is a mass of incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace, where hydrogen is turned into helium <laughs> at, a, at a temperature of millions of degrees. So, and you learned it something. Right, I, I learned it did it. Oh, you learned it did it. And, it's, and they actually, uh, on this same album, I think it's called Here Comes Science, it's one of their uh, kids' records, 
they have another song that's even more precise. Uh, the sun is a miasma of plasma. I can't remember what their adjective before plasma was. But that works. Yeah, it, the sun is a miasma of incandescent plasma, probably. But <sighs> it's a separate song where they e- get even more technical about what the sun actually is. It's a brilliant song. So I'm going to leave you guys with They Might Be Giants. Why does the sun shine? The sun is a mass of incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace, where hydrogen is built into helium at a temperature of millions of degrees. We'll give. We'll forget that. Because I, I don't have my phone on me right now. Is it the Craig thing? I can. Yeah. I can remember oh, essentially yeah. what he said. Okay. Yeah.